Well, well, welcome to Between Sundays. I'm Tyler, and this is our wake-up call. You're being ground into dust, but take heart. This podcast is now calling the shots. Today, we're talking about how Sabbath can save us from our digital addictions, but before we stop and rest, now that they've become slaves to the attention economy, let's welcome in our favorite cogs in the machine, Meredith. <laughs> Barry, good day, guys. Good day. Good day. Here we are. How's Here it we going? Are. It's us, the cogs. I'm addicted to potting. Being <laughs> idiots. <laughs> guys, up, how's guys? it going? Good. Yeah, we, I'm actually doing all right. No tech. No right? tech. What? Isn't that? No, never mind. We'll what? Get, we'll get there. Oh, s- Sabbath. Sabbath. Yes. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about though, because okay. I've been using tech. Lots of tech. Well, tell me what's new. <laughs> We're guys, just diving right in. I. I think I've officially entered my ancient Greece era. <laughs> I, As I am, one does when they I turn am, the uh, ripe old age of 40, 40 almost one. Almost, almost one. Yeah. I am very much into ancient Greece at the moment and I'm learning a lot and it's very stimulating and very exciting. Can you tell us why? Yeah, tell us all why? the things. Yeah, why? So what brings this on- is hard to describe if you don't feel this way, but there are, uh, as someone who loves history- I am constantly exposed to like these little, these new ideas that remind me, oh, there's a gap. The Holy Roman Empire, like I can't tell you a thing (laughs) about the Holy Roman Empire. And so I know that at some point in the next five years, I will have a Holy Roman Empire phase or era Mm -hmm. where I get really into it and I'm reading a bunch of stuff and I'm learning a bunch of stuff. Okay. But that is not this day. How long? Wait. You're gonna have a Roman period. I'm, no, no, no. But right now you're whoa, in whoa, your whoa. Grecian Excuse phase? me. Holy Roman Empire. We're talking <laughs> the the Germanic apple anyway, whatever. Uh right now I'm in my ancient Greece phase. We're talking the Peloponnesian Guys, we're War. We're just talking around talking each other right now. I don't the know. Persian what invasion uh, of Greece. All right, so what made you get into this? Wait, let me guess. Does huh? this have anything to do with Isaiah? No. Because you've been kind of into Isaiah lately. Actually, and you did talk it, to us about the Persian invasion. I did. I did. Just a few short weeks ago. <laughs> We're running on full cylinder. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> no, it 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 started because there's a uh, really great podcast that I love, and it's not this one. It's called Empire. Don't and, act like you're a big show. <laughs> and if, if you're a history nerd, it's really, really fun. Uh, if you're not a history nerd, it's probably not for you. But it is. they go through all these different empires in human history and talk about it, and it's, it's really cool. And they had this whole season or like, yeah, like several episodes all about the Persian empire, which covered significantly the Persian invasion of Greece. And I thought, oh, that's cool. And they're, they're mentioning this, this author Herodotus, who I have heard mentioned so many times. He's just like the father of, of history. And I keep hearing it, keep keep hearing it. Finally, I'm like, that's it. I'm going to ask for Herodotus's histories for Christmas. I thought you were going to say his autograph. No. He's dead. Long dead. Very, very long dead. So I finally got that and I've been reading that, which has then expanded my mind into all these other things. And it just, it keeps coming at me. Like it always does. See what you did, Mary? It's like, yeah. it's like I start reading something I start and then all of a sudden I'm reading this other thing. I'm doing this other thing. I started playing. I was like looking, what, what game could I play on my Xbox to, to kill a little bit of time? Oh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which takes place entirely in ancient Greece. And they've <laughs> re- recreated all these ancient Greek cities. Cool. I'll start that one. Yeah. And then live, it's not an idle game. Live in a, there are yeah. idols in it. But oh. I'm not, it's not an idol. Oh, an idol game from <laughs> my I sermon. There? I see. I thought not making lemonade. I'm thinking ancient Greece. So I was thinking I-D-O-L. Anyway. Yeah. So there all that to say, and like right now, Liv and I are saving up to go to Greece. Yes. ourselves oh, this, this year later this august great so so that so you'll you'll 
just walk keep, in the footsteps of Herodotus. Yeah, you'll just keep live, just like with bated breath. Tell we me have, more about. No, she's not gonna care, <laughs> not even a bit. What about uh, like the gastronomic value of a trip to Greece? We're vegetarians, so uh, what are we gonna do? I right? Mean, I'm sure the they do have great breakfasts for vegetarians. That's for sure. Breakfasts are there. They've got hummus. I don't know, but <laughs> okay. I've made it very clear that half the trip is going to be like ancient history, which she's into too. She's also into like Greek mythology and stuff. So that'll be half the trip. The other half of the trip islands, like swimming, snorkeling, sailboats, yeah. that whole thing. Okay. So it'll be, it'll yeah, be, be for fun. both of us. Are you doing that this year? August, late August. Oh. Yeah. So pretty exciting. Yeah. Anyway, exciting. my Greece, ancient Greece uh, era, era has begun and I'm Taylor I'm, Swift reference. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I know a thing or two about Taylor Swift. <laughs> okay. You know? All right. You and both that's, and that's know all more I know. than I do about Taylor Swift. <laughs> that's all I know is a thing or two. <laughs> anyway, how are you, Mary? Yeah, what's new with you? So great. Just doing great. I, I, I always feel like I have nothing to offer in this segment because my life is relatively predictable. Yeah, this um, is every week, too. So It is every week. So what's what could possibly be new since There's six last days of Tuesday. events that have happened in your life. You know what I did? Um... I made a vegetarian stock and it was delicious. Hey, <laughs> look. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I may be in the world, but I'm not <laughs> of it. What what was involved in making a, a vegetarian stock? Yeah. So, Did you have to throw in some like carrot bones This is what the stuff? people come for. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I talked to my husband about like the health benefits of, like I don't think we could ever be like full-fledged vegetarians. I just don't think that's in the stars for us, but- could we perhaps consider pursuing a little bit more of a plant-based diet for hey, our cholesterol health. health and overall health and visceral and, fat health and, and you reducing name it. reducing your overall greenhouse gas emissions for sure for yes, that too for yeah, sure yeah that was my main, <laughs> yeah, main driver house. he he has nothing to do with any of this <laughs> um, but no I was just curious about it some people do meatless Mondays and things yeah, like yeah, that yeah. and. The, the, like there's certain food groups, not groups, not, that's not the right word. When I eat Indian food, I mm. never miss meat. Right. I'm like, why is this so flavorful and so good? Yeah. And I'm eating sweet potatoes on rice and there's just something magical about it. Oh, why yeah. is it so good? So if I can cook more like that at home, I could probably cut down on the amount of meat I'm eating, sure. which would then make me feel less guilty when I go to Portillo's tonight and have a giant burger. And they yeah. weren't having chicken for dinner tonight. <laughs> wow. wow. Sometimes you just, uh, just I'm in awe. Now we're Tyler. back. Now I'm we're in. back. <laughs> anyway, so that was kind of the reason behind it. I've uh -huh. never had a, a, a good tasting vegetable stock. Okay. It always just tastes like carrots, carrot water. Yeah. Just trying to get away from <laughs> oh, that. Come on. So, I, so what'd you get in there? Mushrooms? I found a good recipe where you kind of caramelize everything before Ooh, you put it in the pot with the water. Sounds nice. But yes. Uh, dried shiitake mushrooms mm. and crumbled up uh, kombu, which is uh, roasted seaweed. And it adds just like this. Yeah. How do you know little... about this? How do you? Because oh, all you watch, you watch I cooking watch shows. our cooking shows. So somebody somewhere was like, you get crumbled up dehydrated seaweed. And you roast it even more. And you more. roast it. Uh-huh. And then. You know about cooking. Well, I don't know anything about what you just said, though. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to, like, grill. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, so right. I made a ton of that, um, and it just felt good just to, to have, have, just to have vegetable. The stock. idea is to put that with some kind of like plant-based dinner, <laughs> plant-based, <laughs> <laughs> probably some sort of like chickpea curry or something like that. Right. So that's, that's the plan. I like, I do a lot of food prep on the weekends like that. 
That makes me happy on a Saturday when I know I've got not a ton to do and I'm just going to spend the whole day in my yeah. kitchen making all kinds of random things. That wow. will set me up for uh, the ease of meal prep in the days to come. Love that. That's what's new. I made a vegetarian stock. Love that for you. And it's delicious. And I bought a stock so that I can compare it to the one I just made. Wow. And I gave my husband a blind taste test. Is this what you're going to do? My of course stock. he chose Is this what stock. you're going to do on No Screen mm, Saturday? Mm. Just cook. Make stocks? Just like t- <laughs> stock taste test? <laughs> I, I could easily do that and be quite happy with it. I've got a big problem when it comes to No Screen Saturday. I don't know if I should talk about that now or later. No, we're, we're going to come up on it in a minute. All right. I'll save it. I got a problem, guys. I got a problem, too. Mm. Oh. I cut my own hair. <laughs> What? Over the weekend, I cut my own hair. And Why it, would you do that? Um, Saving money? Yeah, so we've got... We're on camera. Yeah, I know. know I got to show, show everybody. Us. Hang on. All right. <laughs> we can see you. <laughs> it looks like a cube. This is, this is the second time? Someone, all right, Marion, you got to describe it. Describe it for the listeners that don't have video. <laughs> it looks terrible. <laughs> Here's the problem. I can't Let me take you back from the to the beginning. In the summer, I was buzzing my head. Okay. So I was like, no problem. Just one length mm. buzz around the head. No problem. Yeah. And then my hair grew out and I was like, oh, it's at the awkward like grow out. I know what I'll do. I'll cut it. Mm. And so over the weekend, I was like, it can't be that hard to like blend it. So I took the clippers out mm. and just went to town. Did you do clipper over comb? No. Did I you- just did clipper over head. <laughs> <laughs> and I got in big trouble when I got to like right. Yeah, the back. The, the crown the of crown, my head. The back center of because your skull. No matter, like, I was trying to, like, hold a mirror and, like, do the clippers at the <laughs> same time. Why didn't you ask oh, your wife man. for help? I don't Why know. Why didn't you ask I was your embarrassed. toddler son yeah. for help? <laughs> he could have done a better <laughs> job. <laughs> so now it's even worse because I want to grow it out, but I I just took, like, a chainsaw to it. Why did you cut it if you wanted to grow it out? I, because I don't want to grow, like, this. the sides and the back are, like... I don't want everything to be the same length. So you I wear wa- a hat every day. What does yeah. it matter? Well, now I'm definitely wearing a hat every day. I was going to say, because <laughs> Tyler's entering his hat what era. What does it matter? Yeah. Maren's entering well, her stock era and, and Tyler's entering his hat era. I usually just wear a hat out of laziness, but I was like, I need to start doing my hair again. Mm. But I can't, or I didn't want to because it was all the same length. And now I'm, I don't want to yeah, show my face. Yeah, Ryan will Except mock you. I showed all of Ryan YouTube. will mock you. Mercilessly yeah, yeah. as you walk to the pod. Not camera ready. Yeah. I mean, you wear a hat every day and it would yeah. probably look better, like you said earlier, if you put some product in it yeah. and weren't yeah, if I put product wearing in a it, hat. But like you have hat fine. hair and, and a bad haircut. And it looks like a cube. <laughs> it's like <laughs> stick straight. That's what the kids are into. That's like like early 90s. You're, you're good. Flat top. You yeah. got a flat top. Oh. <laughs> of all the things for you to try to pinch pennies on, yeah. I just don't that know. Was that was it. That's because we've got, we've got... Four people now who need haircuts in our house. So I was like, yeah, again, I'll be be the one. I say cut the kid's hair. Yeah. And then you, you know, spend the 25 bucks or whatever it is to go get your haircut. Yeah. I cut Jaden's hair. I'll definitely do that now. But Jaden's hair, my son's hair is very coarse and curly. It's yeah. a lot like very, mine. So very forgiving. But blonde. Exactly. Well, he has hair that, yeah. like, you very can't even forgiving. tell. I've got curly hair, too, and mine's forgiving. It's not coarse, yeah. but it's... it's like, like, you can't it tell can just, when it gets cut, or what? What is forgiving? If it's, mean? like... Getting too long, it'll just curl up. Or if it's if one side's a little bit off, it'll be. You don't you don't, you don't make straight the, lines with curly hair, right? Like that's what I mean. Like it kind of it naturally auto blends yeah. itself. <laughs> <laughs> but like my daughter's hair, I would never ever attempt to cut her hair 
because it would be so obvious every scissor mark, every yeah. line. I, I'm not a trained person yeah. to blend things in that way. I would never ever touch straight hair, but curly hair. Well, I did. It's easy. To <laughs> so I cut it Saturday, and we went to a birthday party at the bowling alley Saturday night. I think, right? And um, Lexi McClure or Lexi McCracken, who cuts hair for a living, was there, mm-hmm. and I said. I was at, at this point. I'm still like happy. I'm like with your haircut. Yeah, I was like because I put product in it, and I was like, all right, uh, I'm gonna impress good. this professional hairstylist. Yeah, so I go, Lexi, I cut my own hair. She goes, Yeah, I could tell. And I'm like, oh. So ever since then, it's just been like put the hat on and don't don't show anyone except wow. I just showed everybody. But yeah, you did. Well, that's what this pot is for. Yeah. So that's what's new with me, guys. We're coming up on a very important day where people are starting to. Uh, Question, what are we going to do? And I want to talk about this day outside of the context of the sermon. It's No Screen Saturday. No Screen Saturday, January so 27th. That, that is in just a few days. And so yeah. I want to talk about what are you guys planning? Because you said you, we got to be intentional. Yep. So what are, what are you guys planning to do? What are you going to do? Because we've done this before. And uh, I think we were all together for a, at least a part of that day the last time we did this. Really? Were we? Yeah, didn't you go play games? Yeah, you hosted Donuts a thing and Dragons. At Donuts oh, Donuts and Dragons. Yeah, I came down for that. Yeah, yeah. 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 So we that place is closed apples. now. So I, we're not going to be <laughs> you there. Mean, you mean a a, a fantasy <laughs> themed <it> <laughs> donut brewery didn't make it? Believe it or not, I'm shocked. It's not there anymore. Um, so I want to hear what you guys are doing. What are you guys planning on doing? No screen Saturday. Well, I have some friends that uh, are going to go paintballing together in the frigid in the freezing it'll be muddy probably there's a winter weather advisory right now it'll be mud and 40 degrees paintballs will just hurt oh so much more no not at all because we're gonna be wearing all those layers i'll probably wear my like coveralls i'll be fine idiots (laughs) they're gonna be like little ice balls that's what makes paintball fun is that you could actually get hurt and so that's not what makes paintball paintball fun fun. i'm supposed to go on this trip with him (laughs) and not with that haircut yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just shoot my haircut off me. But yeah, I've thought the same thing. Like that's going to, that's going to hurt. And last time we went paintballing, we've done this before with this group of people. And last time we went, Barry was like, Hey, I got an idea. How about you guys stand in a line? It was my, it was my <gasps> was birthday. birthday. Yeah. And I'm going to run in front of you and you guys all just shoot me. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And so Barry. And they did. I had Barry's well, a glutton well, for, for a week. <laughs> yeah. Blair, Barry's I'm a, a, I'm a glutton for new adventurous experiences. <laughs> yeah, so. that's what but that this was. is, this is friendship. This is bonding. Yeah. yeah that's this the idea. People being together. Where you don't need, you don't even, you can't even use your phone. We're just going to hang out. Yeah. And, and then the other thing I'm going to do, uh, Liv and I are redoing, well, Liv's doing almost all the work. I should not take any credit whatsoever. Yes. She's doing almost all the work of redoing what used to be my office, which is now going to be kind of like our study. Think like dark bookshelves, like cozy chairs, like mm-hmm, kind of study. Mm-hmm. But it's also Rue's room because it was Rue and Humphrey's room and Humphrey passed away. So now Rue's kind of entering a new season of her life. Rue is one of your bunnies. Bunnies, rabbits, yeah. And so um, we are going to together probably build a uh, kind of a new adventure setup for her out of wood that she can, cause she loves to explore and jump on things. And so it'll be a chance. That'll be a chance for the two of us to just do a project together with no, no screens involved. Fun. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds great. Will that take the whole day? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. How, yeah. how do you end the day without we, screens? Well, we found this game, which is really fun called Sherlock something. I don't know. It's like a game where you actually, you have like a, like a replica vintage, like newspaper looking thing. And you've got a big map of London and you have to solve crimes 
like one of Sherlock's assistants. And then at the end, you find out how, how well did you do compared to Sherlock himself? And it's, it's like a great two person thing. So we'll probably do that. Good. Yeah. Fun. What are you going to do, Marin? So here's my problem. We Mm. are going to a concert in Chicago on Friday. Yeah. Um, some obscure band that Desi discovered, my daughter discovered on her own. I've never heard of this band. My Screen husband. Time? Oh. My son. <laughs> none of us have ever heard of this band. So it's we're going, video we're going on yeah. this family adventure just for Desi because she wants to show us something cool. Mm. The problem is the way we bond in the car Ooh. is by passing my phone around. Mm. But that's on Friday. Each of us picks a song. No, no. When we drive home on Saturday. Oh, you're driving home Saturday. Yeah. we have dri- I'm leading worship on Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah. We have to drive home Saturday. Yeah. How are we going to do like the famous, the fabled yeah. Gaffron shuffle. Well, without can I can a I make screen. a suggestion? Let me guess. Someone already told me just like make a cue the day before. Yeah. And then just stick it on an iPod shuffle. Excuse me? <laughs> the old school ones. <laughs> yeah. Who has one of those? Someone's bound to world. But I'm not of it. <laughs> not of it. I don't have one. So I don't know. I guess and maybe maybe this is something that needs to <laughs> Come down from above as, as my boss, Barry. Yes. I will tell you, listen to the radio, Marin. you have. No, not driving up 65. No. You have my permission and I believe it would still be within the spirit of no screen Saturday because there isn't an alternative for playing music on demand. You can set up a playlist or set up music and play it that way and just not use your phones for anything else. Or. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or sit in silence. Burn a bunch of CDs. Yeah. Okay, not burn the CDs, but I I did think we can either Why did I go immediately to like burning (laughs) non-Christian CDs, burning secular CDs? (laughs) No, no, set them on fire. (laughs) Playlists. Okay. I I still have like my CD booklet circa 2000, you know, and it's got like, it's got all the, all the nineties hits, you know, whatever. So maybe I can force my kids to shuffle through that. I did think. Maybe we can try to see how far we can get into yeah. Indiana. <laughs> just talking. By just having a conversation wow. without music. And then I once mean, it once it comes to blows and you're like <laughs> music, music, music. fighting, yeah, turn it on. <laughs> Jane's a friend of this pod because he insists now. That's right. You guys go to the same church. He's gonna, <laughs> That's what he he's said. gonna participate. So maybe he's gonna be like, Mom, we can't look at this screen. Let's just talk. I do feel like he, of all of all of us in the family, he would be the most like mm. legalistic. Yeah. When you said that thing in your message about like printing off maps. Yeah. I just don't think I can do that. Yes, you can. You, can. you print I off just... concordances. I do not print off <laughs> concordances. What? Or commentaries. <laughs> Only the ones written by Tim. Yeah. All right. But, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I think the point of this whole experience is to push yourself into areas that are challenging that would where you are not just taking, you know, all this technology for granted, but you're actually thinking like, what would my life be without these devices? Yeah. And you can decide whether you're going like full Amish or whether you're going back to 1994, whatever the technology Here, level you want to be. Here's what I think should guide you. What is going to make the better story this time next week on the podcast? I know. I don't, I just, I, I don't want that to be like the factor. You're right. You're never, you guys never go to concerts. This will never happen again. <laughs> and I also don't want no screen Saturday to result in, man, we sure do love our electronics. 
Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, man, that was terrible. I'm so glad we all have phones. Right. Like, I, I don't want that to be the outcome. What I remember from the last No Screen Saturday, yeah. we, my whole family, all four of us, we have nothing but fond memories of that day. From the donuts and That's the right. games yeah. to playing Uno around our kitchen table. And we did listen to music. It just yeah. wasn't on a screen. We That's just right. had music going in the background. And it was the being together. Yeah. So we're already going to be together because we'll be in a car for three and a half hours or so. Um, I think I personally think it's fine, <laughs> but I think it'd be a better story if you. All right. Didn't well, do it. suffer um, through. Maybe you guys could just like sing music. <laughs> no, we Make did that. Sing along. We did that once when we lost uh, connection going through the mountains of North Carolina, Ooh. and we picked like a song that we all knew and loved. I think it was. Does Jed do this? It depends on the song. Okay. Because he he can get down. With, yeah. with a couple of things. Right. But when it's like, when we're doing like the horn arrangements for one of the Chicago <laughs> songs, like Desi gets to be trombone and I get to be oh, trumpet. You, you like make wow horn noises with your mouth? Oh, heck yeah. Don't you? <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't? Is that just a me thing? I mean, not with my family. That's literally what we do. <laughs> That's something I reserve for, for when I'm with the guys. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Gaffron family anthem is 25 or 624 by the band Chicago. And we each take an instrument right. and we just have the time of our lives. Great. Wow. Try it cool. out. All right. What are you guys going to do? Um, I don't, I don't think we know yet. I think the biggest question I've gotten is do Kindle screens count as screens? Ooh. I've gotten that question like from books. so many people. Really? It's like, I want to read a book, but do my, does my Kindle count as a screen? And uh, my answer so far has been no, but I don't know. So um, mm -hmm. if it's a if it's like a Kindle Fire and you're going to like have the internet on it and stuff, have the temptation to go and play some game after you read your book, yeah. maybe it is a screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if it's just another way of reading an analog book, then yeah. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. Uh, so we're I'm in the I'm in the paintball. Mm -hmm. Party, uh -huh. yeah, the frozen paintball. So I'm gonna yeah. do that, and then uh, we've got to we've got to find some stuff to do. That's why I'm asking you guys, like, what are you guys doing? Because we got to find some stuff. Because yeah, it is winter. It's different with little kids. It's too. hard. It's hard when um, it's winter and it's you can't just like say, hey, all right, go outside. Mom and I are just gonna read a book or right. whatever. Like, and so we can't like sit there and do a puzzle. <laughs> so you I try. need ideas. Are you prepping? Your little ones for No Screen Saturday already? No. Really? I feel like you should you need start, to make it into an adventure. We don't do like the whole, like, everybody's got an iPad. We, like, we're not yeah, that but kind they, of. You, I, your kids watch TV. I've yeah, been at on, your house. Especially on weekends. Yeah. So this is every day. I they're bet like, your is boys, it a weekend? It's, your boys would probably dig it if you framed it as like a challenge and like yeah. an adventure. And like, I'm we're sure going to we'll see do, who can go the longest without. <laughs> we'll do like Nerf Wars, Lincoln Logs. Yeah. They still we'll play do, with stuff like that. Yeah. We'll, we'll play like, pretend stuff and nerf wars and build a fort maybe we will go outside who knows fort. That yeah, we got, so yeah, forts, fort. all want, kinds of forts i want to build a fort that sounds like a lot you of come fun. over to our house build a fort <laughs> if we can get home from chicago in time we will come to your house for the fort okay but you got to print a map to my house <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <true>. <laughs> i never know how to get to your house <laughs> and this is why no screen saturday is a oh, worthwhile man. endeavor yeah Oh, oh, my goodness. Man. All right, guys, we are in week three of our current sermon series called Virtual Reality. And Barry, you're here because you gave the sermon. So um, what is the big idea of week number three? So the big idea or the principle for this week is Sabbath breaks chains. And essentially what I was trying to get across is the idea that um, the biblical concept of Sabbath, one of the uh, aspects 
that made Sabbath such a powerful thing for the Israelites was that it was an invitation to break free of the slavery to work, to the slavery to, to stop the grind, to stop the grind. Yes. To, to stop and allow like trust in God for your provision to replace this grinding yourself into dust from work and self-sufficiency or slavery to the Egyptians or whatever. It was another way to live. And so I took that principle and took it out of the context of, you know, agrarian ancient Near Eastern culture and tried to apply it to our culture today and say, what would it look like for us to be freed from the chains of these hyper addictive technologies by, um, taking this very intentional time to just stop because that's what Sabbath means in Hebrew to stop uh, the things that have us in chains and experience the freedom of God. If only for a, a period of time, but doing it intentionally so that we can experience that freedom. Yeah. Uh, because again, big picture, we're on a mission. And if we're on a mission in this and to help heal this world, we can't just be chained up like everybody else to the mm. addictive nature of the things that we have around us. So before we dive into the the sermon, uh, one thing you've done every week is you've said you know something to the effect of tech technology changes, but human beings don't, or something. Yeah, human nature doesn't. Right. So you've preached about these principles that we can live by that stand the test of time, Um, and that has been one of the most impressive or like most interesting things to me because I'm curious how do you and Marin this goes for you too because you're on the teaching team. How do you guys find like wisdom in the Bible for modern challenges, even if the like biblical authors like never would have even imagined what this is talking about. I think that that goes like, how do you, how do you guys come up with sermon topics or something? But like Mm -hmm. that has been one of the most interesting things to me is like, I never would have thought or, or take, take any modern issue. And we're like, okay, what does the Bible say about that? Mm -hmm. Let's go look for that thing in the Bible. And I would have thought that's what we would have done like um, a one-to-one yeah, correlation yeah. and that's obviously not what we're doing and right. so how do you find wisdom um ap- approaching relevant topics or making yeah. topics relevant when the biblical authors obviously never even are you kidding me did you just hit that with your elbow <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just hit that yes. with my elbow hey amy, hey, amy. <laughs> she's oh, gonna man. make her presence yeah, that's amazing. She is. Uh, even on sabbatical we love you amy we miss you um i think Barry, you're doing a great job with that. Thanks. The first thing that comes to mind to answer your question, Tyler, is there's nothing new under the sun. Mm. Yeah. And Barry's right when he says that, you know, the the technology has changed, but human nature hasn't changed and the heart of man has not changed. And so it's looking at um, the deeper underlying issues and not looking at the symptomatic, you know, it's, this is not so much a series about technology as it, to me is a series about being dominated that's by right. anything. That's right. right. Exactly. Um, yeah. It's a heart issue. Yeah. yeah. I think that's exactly it. I think it's, it's avoiding the temptation to just go look like if you've got a specific modern issue to just go look for the verse that has the keyword right. for that modern issue, yeah. but rather to, to take, to do the work of actually, well, you said like going deeper, I would say like stepping back and saying, what's really going on? Like, what is it that, that, that is at the nature? What, why are we, like this today. Well, it's because we're wired this way. It's because we're greedy. It's because we're, uh, we don't have self-control. What is the core issue? And then let's go see what, what did the, what did our ancient ancestors, spiritual ancestors deal with in yeah. that same issue in that same way. Yeah. And often it's surprising where you end up in scripture. Cause it wouldn't be the kind of place you'd initially think to go. Um, so that's kind of how I, it's, it's always tricky to do topical 
series for me. I would almost rather just, I, I would be so happy if we just did every single passage verse by verse, you know, <laughs> Greek history, Greek. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Ancient Greece, <laughs> Greek history. Uh, but, but like I have come a long way. There, there are some people who would say that's the only way to preach and they're very dogmatic about it. For me, I, I think the reality is our job as pastors is to, to take the wisdom of God and apply it to our modern world. And so we have to do topical messages from time to time as well. And that's why I always try to intersperse as well. Like, all right, now we're going to look at the book of Ephesians and we're going to let the book of Ephesians say whatever it wants to say to us. And then there are other times where I'm like, we need help with technology. What does the Bible yeah. have to say? And at so, the end of the day, either way, no matter what style of preaching we're doing, we're equipping our people with biblical knowledge that's, for yes. the real world, yes. for their world. Right. Yeah. I think like people used to say that, or maybe they still do say it about like, I've heard the argument. The Bible doesn't say anything about drugs. That's right. Yeah. Right. But it does say to be sober minded and it does mm. say to be self-controlled and that the fruit of the spirit is self-control. And right. there are ways you can speak to those issues and right. other issues by the principles behind yeah. the things that you're reading in scripture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd, I've just been really impressed. Uh, the, the way we've approached this, this series. So you focus this sermon on Deuteronomy 5, right. 12 through 14, which is part of the Old Testament. Part of the um, Ten Commandments. Yeah. And so you mentioned that this this Sabbath observance that is described here in, in Deuteronomy 5, you mentioned that it would, it would have been completely radical, a completely radical idea for the time. For sure. And so tell us a little bit more about why that is. Yeah. So... Well, I mean, it was it was radical and it was seen as radical back then too. The ancient Romans mocked the Jews for not working one day a week. They thought they were just lazy. Um, there's and in fact, their week was ten days long. So they were like more now on average more than once oh, a yeah. week. You're taking a day off. That's insane. Um, I think really when you think about the specific context of ancient Israel, they were living in the Judean hill country. It's not a very fertile area relatively speaking, they are very dependent on rain. If it doesn't rain much in a year, like they're, they're hosed, like they, they are not going to be getting good, good crops. And so, um, there's so much to do to be a subsistence farmer. You have to be constantly planting, weeding, uh, you know, tilling the fields, making sure this, this, area is not overgrown. You got to make sure if you're raising sheep that you're protecting them from wolves and like that you're, you're have your defenses ready in case the Midianites come across the border and steal your stuff. Like they're just at constantly at the, the razor's edge of, of annihilation from starvation from, so so you have to work, you gotta, you gotta work. And there's, there's so many proverbs about work ethic, right? If you look at the book of Proverbs, because if you're lazy, it, you will end up destitute. That's kind of how it worked in the ancient world. So the idea that you would only spend six out of seven possible days working when you could be working for all seven is, is absolute madness, yeah. <laughs> right? Because you could be on that seventh day doing more work. And, and one of the things I think about is imagine, so they took Friday basically uh, night through Saturday off as their Sabbath. It was Friday night to Saturday evening. Um, so imagine if all day on Friday, the day before Sabbath, and it's just thunderstorming and you can't get out to the field because it's so insanely out there. And you know that if you don't get to work, you're, you're going to miss an entire day. Well, then the whole next day you can't work. So then Sunday comes along and you've got two days worth of, of catching up to do. Mm. So it would be a, it's a big ask for someone. It's not just like, Hey, take a day off. Like it's, it's give up some extremely valuable time and give it to God instead of doing it yourself. 
So that's that's why it's so radical. I feel like it's just as radical today. That's why I, mm. I guess that's why I asked the question because as you were talking about this, all I could think about was like the single parent who's listening to a message like this or the person that's living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Hearing a message like this, like in a culture or society that values productivity so much for someone in a situation where it's like, I have to work or I have like two jobs or three jobs or whatever. Right. And I, this has to happen. How is that person? Like, that seems like a really radical thing for them to stop the grind. Even especially if they don't have like the agency, you said you got, you're going to have to have a conversation with your boss. Like, especially if they don't have the agency to even do that, like to, to be able to do that requires a lot of, uh, radical thought i think even today yeah it, it does require significant trust that god is actually going to come through for you and make the days that you do work more product productive more fulfilling like that's kind of part of it yeah the other thing when we're just talking about work that's a little bit different is that at least in ancient israel and at least with the old testament law there was all there were other aspects of Israelite culture that were meant to offset some of the challenges of this. The culture was built to be uh, self-reinforcing, where the community was feeding those who didn't have enough food, where they were they were together, you know, making sure that nobody was going hungry in their midst. And so we don't necessarily have that same kind of social cohesion, which makes it even more of an of a right. big ask. And like, there's no guarantee that the company that you work for is going to be fine with you taking yeah. a full day off. And so it's a, you could risk your job today by doing that. So it's, yeah, it's, it's still very radical. I agree. Yeah. I, the communal aspect was something else I was going to ask about because the role of Sabbath, I guess, in that community in ancient times was like it, the, the community had to do it, or at least the household had to do it. Right. And so how does this communal aspect of Sabbath speak into our individualistic approach to how we live our lives today in America? Like how, how does, if, if it's, is it even possible to Sabbath if everyone around me is not Sabbathing? Right. <laughs> right. That's a good question. Right. And I, I would say probably not in the strictly literal sense of what Sabbath was. I do think you can take the principle of Sabbath and apply it in different ways, but I agree as individualists, as individualists, it is very hard to directly apply a lot of the commands yeah. of scripture because we just don't live in a communal society like they did. Um, like so if it, you're yeah. like, Jaden, <laughs> today's cleanup day. And he's like, Sorry, nah, Mom, I'm on Sabbath. I'm Sabbathing. I was yeah. thinking if you're like, listen, Lane, not today. Dad is Sabbathing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Can't I'm on Sabbath, two-year-old, three-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Sabbathing. Um, my, my, my brain goes into overtime when we start talking about Sabbath because- Correct me if I'm wrong. It's not a New Testament biblical mandate. Right. So we're not telling people you have to take one full day every week. We are suggesting that there are principles of Sabbath that right. we all should be drawing from. Yeah. Um, and again, like you said, Tyler, it's a privilege and a luxury to be able to have those conversations with your boss and take a full day. But I don't think if you can't take a full day, then the principles of Sabbath go out the window. Right. Agreed. I don't think that at all. I think that it's something you have to be intentional with. It's time bound. It could be an hour every week mm -hmm. or whatever you can afford and not necessarily a full day. The point is um, being in the presence of God, doing something intentional to um, to stop and to yeah. listen and to draw closer to him. The point is also to be with family and right. experience, you know, 
things community or, or communally. Again, the thing I remember the most about the last No Screen Saturday was just that. It was just, I don't remember what we ate. I, yeah. I don't remember. I just remember we played Uno at the kitchen table and my teenagers addicted to their phones and everything yeah. else were laughing and having a good time right. because we were all doing this thing together as a family. Absolutely. That was the most beautiful part of it all. And and that's in that, that book I quoted briefly, um, Abraham Heschel's Sabbath. Uh, in that book, he makes this, this, he describes what it feels like to be fully in a community that Sabbaths that the Sabbath becomes something they cherish. They long, like he's looking forward to it all week because it's the mm. time when they could just be together and there's nothing else for them to be doing but be together and be in the presence of God. They worship, they eat, they they laugh, they sing. Like it's a time that is that becomes so sacred and holy that it becomes the that like the keystone of their week. Yeah. And we, I don't know what that's like because like we don't <laughs> live in that culture. Yeah. Well, so, and I, I feel like I have it easier than others in that I have a built-in family community, right? Yes. Like when I want community, it's right there. Right. But then I think about some other friends I know that live alone sure. and don't have that like built-in communal mm. aspect to their no screen Saturday. Right. So either they're going to have to plan events and invite people over and do things to create that yeah. or have like a personal sabbatical where it is just them and God and, right. you know, spending time alone in his presence and doing things like that. Sure. So. Um, Sabbath is deeply connected to trusting God, God's yes. provision. Yes. Um, is it simply a choice? I'm going to, uh, all right, now I'm, I don't do Sabbath. Now I'm going to do Sabbath and now I'm going to cultivate trust in God. Um, ready, go. <laughs> like how, how, how do we get started in mm. that? Well, I think just like any discipline that you want to have a party, make a part of your life, you have to start, just start somewhere. And it could be episodic. It could be one time, take a one day, yeah. you know, one day sabbatical or Sabbath. And then it's, can I make it more regular? Can I make yeah. it more of a rhythm? Can I, can I do it more wholeheartedly? Can I do it more, mm. you know, e extremely like what you kind of build on it as a, as a mm. discipline rather than trying to go zero to a hundred. Cause you're, Again, in a culture that doesn't do this, you're probably going to burn out pretty quick. You have to build up to it. And the thing that, again, ancient Jewish kids had, they grew up in this world where this was the norm. Right. And so it would have been completely normal by the time you're an yeah. adult for this to be just the way things are. Yeah. We don't have that. I think not knowing where to start is one of the biggest hurdles. Yeah. Um, even, even for me. Um, I'll describe what that looks like last Thursday, I had the house to myself, came home at around six o'clock. No one was home. I knew they probably wouldn't be home until about 8.30 or 9. Yeah. Um, and I had the house to myself. What I would normally do is, you know, kind of fool around my kitchen, make cook this, stock. make vegetable stock, <laughs> yeah. is what I'm saying. And then I'll usually turn the TV on and watch a cooking show while yeah. I'm cooking Whoa. or listen to music or, or whatever. But I, I kind of mentioned this last week. I've just been feeling distant from God mm. and wanting, knowing that I need to be more intentional about taking the free time that I do have or, or finding time or carving out time to yeah. do things that will draw me closer to God. I can't just keep talking about how I want to be drawn closer to God. Like I've got to be proactive about it. Um, and so I'm like, all right, I've got the house to myself for a couple of hours and I didn't know where to begin. Mm. I'm a pastor and I didn't know where to begin. Yeah. Yeah. And so I started talking to God about not knowing where to begin. Mm. 
And I'm like, okay, well, when, when was like a time in your life where you felt like you were just like on it yeah. with your, with your spirituality, with your Christianity, with your walk with God? I'm like, all right, let's go back to, let's go back to high school, Marin. She, she was doing pretty good. <laughs> and, uh, I listened to music that I would have listened to back in that <laughs> no way. era Love of that. my life. MXPX. Not quite. <laughs> P.O.D. <laughs> you know, I could have. Closer. Stavesacre. I listened to a band called Stavesacre. God who bless was you. from I... the same scene <laughs> as P.O.D. You were so close, but wow. a little more underground than that. Uh-huh. I was not a very mainstream person. Anyhow, um, I, I was doing a work project. Um, so I was sitting at my kitchen table doing a, a work project, writing letters um, and listening to music. And a song would end and I'd be like, OK, Lord, where are we going next? Mm. And then another song would come to my mind and I'd look it up. I'm using my technology to do this. There you go. Um, but I'm listening to music and I'm writing out these letters. And there was one song that just more than any other song just got to me. And next thing I knew, I was like a mess on my kitchen floor. No one's home. So I could cry <laughs> as loud as I want. And and I'm just laying it all before the Lord. Sure. My, my frustration, my anxieties, my exhaustion, you name it. Just mm. now it's all out there. Here, Lord, here's everything. Mm. And when I cleaned myself up, I got back to letter writing. and I listened sure. to a few more songs and then said, okay, Lord, well, where are we going next? Mm. And he brought to mind a sermon I heard many years ago um, from Phil Vischer, of all people, the creator of VeggieTales. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I knew that, the one I was familiar with was given at one of Moody's Founders Days. And okay. so I just went and I looked it up on YouTube. Phil Vischer, Founders Day. And the first one that popped up was Moody. I'm wow. like, okay, great. There oh. it is. And I started watching it. And it was pretty clear um, a couple minutes in that this is not this the is one. This is not the one, yeah. That I remember. Oh. And he even said, like, the last time I spoke was six years ago. I'm like, well, mm, that's, that's the, the one, one yeah. that I remember. But he was talking about burnout. He was talking about so many things that were speaking directly to me. Hmm. The song that had me on the kitchen floor, the chorus of that song is, my soul will wait. My Mm. soul will wait silently for God, my God. Mm. Okay. Okay. That's the song. I get through a 44-minute message of Phil Vischer's, and he closes with Psalm 62. My soul will wait. My soul will wait silently for God. Wow. You can't make this stuff up. Right. And that was, what, a two-hour sabbatical? Mm-hmm. of just being intentional yeah. with taking some time that I had with nobody home yeah. to actually dig in and have it out with God and mm-hmm. let him guide and lead my night instead yeah. of me, you know, making some popcorn and watching some crime shows. <laughs> you <laughs> right. Know? right. A two hour sabbatical did more sure. for me than yeah, yeah. Anything else would have. So you had to make the choice. I'm going to choose to do this instead of eating popcorn and watching shows. Yeah. yeah. And then the cool thing is my family came home right on the heels of this two hour sabbatical. Yeah. And I look a hot mess. (laughs) My daughter sees my face and goes, Oh, and then just starts to back away slowly. (laughs) Oh no. And I was like, no, So supportive. I said, it's good. They're good tears. It's good. It's good. And then I got to bring my family into what I just experienced. And I told them that whole story and Jed caught the last half of that sermon I was watching and mm. it became something communally yeah. that we could all kind of engage in together. And, um, that was really awesome. That was really awesome to be able to share that with kids and Jed. Yeah. So when they hear no screen Saturday, are they anticipating like moments like that with you or is it like dread? 
No, again, my family's experience, it was such a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I might've shared this on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, but when you were first announcing no screen Saturday to the congregation, I looked over at my son, I was playing keys that week mm-hmm. and I just looked at his row just to see the reaction. And Jaden gave like a visible, yes, cool <laughs> stuff. As soon as you said it. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if Desi feels that way, right. but Jaden gave a resounding yes to yeah. the thought of no yeah. screen Saturday. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, man. but he also said, wait a minute. Last time we did no screen Saturday, it was in the fall. That's right. Yeah. He's like, it's going to be, we can't like go to a forest preserve in January. Yeah. And, I do think the weather is going to present some yeah, challenges, like you sure. said. Yeah, I'm not going outside. You're going to play oh, paintball. Oh, yeah, I'm playing paintball. Frozen <laughs> yeah. paintball. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. All right, so Jesus has something to say about Sabbath, particularly in March or Mark 2, 27, 28. He said, Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So yeah. the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. So my question is, in light of the Old Testament commandment, how does this how does this shape our understanding of even what we're talking about of rest and work in the Christian life, uh, kind of reflecting on old Testament. Here's what it said. And then what Jesus said. Yeah. That, that passage of Jesus saying that is in the context of him being criticized by the Pharisees for what they think of as working on the Sabbath. I think his disciples might've been picking some grain off the wheat field or something like that. I don't, I'm not exactly sure, but Essentially, what I understand him to be saying there is that uh, in his time, the Pharisees, the the sort of religious elite, had built up so many so many rules around Sabbath that it became like a full time job to keep Sabbath, where you weren't allowed to do you were allowed to watch walk this many feet away from your house, and you could do this many things, like you could walk this many steps, that kind all that kind of stuff, and it like it had become so legalistic that it was, it, it almost became work yeah. to not work uh, uh, you know, to, to fulfill all the regulations. And they essentially had missed the spirit of Sabbath and had turned it into a heavy handed regulation on the people of God where Jesus is saying, no, Sabbath was made for man. It is made for the benefit. Mm-hmm. In other words, of humanity. It was it. I think of it as our, our opportunity to trust God in fresh ways and be refreshed in his presence and, and to, you know, all the benefits that come with Sabbath that we've talked about. And so that's what I think of it as why he's saying that. And again, as we've kind of, kind of said that the actual regulation to Sabbath, I don't believe is part of like the new covenant with, with Christ. I don't believe that that is a, a requirement to follow him, but the spirit of it living our lives in such a way that we are routinely trusting in God to provide rather than our own self-sufficiency. I think we are very much bound to that because it trusting in him is the key to overcoming the the, the perils of our own self-sufficiency. Yeah. So that's where I, where I think he's going with that. Do you think so Sabbath we talked in about in Deuteronomy, it's a sign of freedom from slavery in Egypt. Do you think Marin, your, your story made me think perhaps Sabbath is also a form uh, or a symbol of freedom, like our freedom in, in Christ. Do you guys think that's true? Yeah, I think so. And, and I think that goes back to the Exodus 20 version of the 10 commandments in which the re- the reason that God gives for Sabbath is not slavery in Egypt. The reason he gives there is because the Lord himself rested on the seventh day of creation. That's why you are supposed to rest on the seventh day. And so in a way, the idea of living into the freedom of trust 
that God's going to provide for me and that, yeah. that it's okay to rest and not be ground into dust. I think that freedom is inherent in who God is and who Christ is. He invites us into a life that is not a life of servitude and slavery to the things of this world. He invites us into a life that is free, that is abundant. And so, yeah, I completely think Sabbath is a part of the freedom that we have in Christ. Again, not the regulations of Sabbath, but the spirit of Sabbath, the ability for us to say, no, I'm going to stop the things that want to put me in chains because I'm not in chains. I'm free. I think that's at the at the center of what the spirit yeah. of Sabbath is about. I was reading, um, I read John 15, 5 earlier today. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit and apart from me, you could do nothing. Right. That was the spirit in which I was crying out to him on Thursday. Mm. Just like, I, I, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm all out of strength. Um, and if this is a calling, if being a pastor is something that you're calling me to do, I know I've got to go to the source. I know I've got to remain in you because apart from you, I can't do it. Apart from you, I can do nothing. And I keep trying to do it on my own strength. Right. Yeah. You know, when I know that that's foolish. So, okay, Lord, fill me up so that I can keep going. Fill me up. That, that was the spirit in which I, I, I intentionally like sought out those two hours of Sabbath. Right. Um, so maybe that's a New Testament Sabbath remaining in him. Um, what does it, what does it practically mean to remain in him? I feel like I kept inviting God to be part of the things I was doing instead mm-hmm. of just seeking him in that way. Like, right. yeah. okay, God, you and I will go to this meeting together and we will do this sermon together and Hey, cook <laughs> this meal and watch this show with me. But it was like all right. on my terms right? and stopping meant, okay, it's your terms. And I, I, I just kept saying, where are we going next? What next? Right. And then he would show up and right. lead me and guide me to the next thing. Right. And and I think mm. this, to get back to like specifically technology, uh, as we talk about this concept, I really think this is what, where the rubber meets the road, because uh, it may seem like this doesn't apply because, well, I'm not working when I'm watching TikTok. That's for me, that's enjoyable. That's rest. But, but I would say, but are you really free right. when you are doing something that is benefiting multi-billion dollar corporations that arguably does not benefit your life in any way. Uh, Are you free if the algorithm is keeping you hooked on this thing for two hours when you said you were just going to look at it for five minutes? Like those are the things that, that again, saying I'm going to stop this and whatever it is that I'm going to these things for that, that are so addictive for me. Can I find that? in, in God? Like, can I allow God to provide for me what it is? I'm like the contentment, the rest, the comfort, the joy. Can I find that in him and not just in these hyper addictive instruments of my world? That's what Sabbath asks us to consider. And it's a, again, it is radical. Yeah. Uh, but that's a t- to me, that's what it is. It's, it's releasing control, even the control to do what I want. It's control to say, what do you want? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think probably that helps. My next question is going to be, how does that help? How can we help ourselves not be legalistic about this? Because I think that part of the issue becomes, all right, now here, Kindle screen. Yep. That's a screen. Can't do it. Or right, right. can't, I got to have my maps up or whatever, <laughs> like whatever it is for you. Like there, there's ways to get legalistic about this. And right. so I think that answers the question. How do we avoid becoming legalistic about it while also practically applying like the principles 
of Sabbath. It's it's asking God, what do you want and where are we going? Right. Right. And it, and it like I said, that second point I was making at the end that it is transformative. It really does. When you stop, it really does shine a light on yourself. And and uh when you stop, let's say you're watching TikTok 2 hours a day. If you stop it for a day and you don't watch it and you you sense in your own body the, the like almost chemical dependency you have to get back on that thing. That's the kind of thing you that wakes you up and you think, whoa, I'm not free. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and then you realize, oh, maybe God, you're inviting me to be free. And, and then you, you you make it your journey and it's not legalistic. It's not Sabbath was made for the man, not man for the Sabbath. It's not like doing the thing because it's the right thing to do, but it's like, oh, I see what you're inviting me into, God. You're inviting me into a life that doesn't look like slavery or that doesn't look like being out of control. Um, so yeah, I think it's, I think it's that, that dynamic of God's inviting us and he's revealing to us through Sabbath who we are and who we could be. And, and that then turns into, and what is, so what does ongoing Sabbath look like for me? It, it may not be for me, it, it probably isn't going to be, um, getting off of Facebook, because I'm not addicted to Facebook. I spend maybe two minutes on Facebook a day. I look at the top posts and I Keep get out of the app. Farmville. <laughs> <laughs> right. But but like I have to pay attention to what video games do to me. I've talked about it multiple times. Like, and so for me, often Sabbath is saying, like, I know I would be very comfortable mm. to fire up the Xbox or to play this stupid game on my phone. Yeah. But perhaps I'm being invited to trust that I can find fulfillment and rest and comfort in another way. So anyway, yeah. Yeah, for me, it's I could use this two hours to uh, veg out on the couch and watch something on TV. Or maybe does God want to to say something to me right now? Right. If I take this this two hours and I give it as an offering to him instead of keeping it as an offering to myself. Right. Um, what would he say to me? Yeah. And that curiosity alone makes me want, mm. like, I cannot wait to do it again. Another two sure. hour sabbatical. Sure. One so, of the, oh, go ahead. I was just going to shift course a little bit and just say, what's, so what's the difference between Sabbath and what we've said the past couple of weeks, which is like, don't withdraw, right. don't, don't ignore it or step away from it, engage with it on mission. Like, what's the difference between I'm going to Sabbath and I'm going to not participate because I'm going to connect with God and withdrawing from the things that would addict us. Well, I mean, that's that again, I keep, this seems like a cop out cause I keep coming back to it, but this is the uncharted territory that I keep talking about where being on mission while using TikTok, that's an open question. Can you be on mission and use TikTok? Are you supposed to be creating TikTok? Are you supposed to be engaging and supporting with uh, creators that, that are helping to advance the mission of God in some way. Like, I don't know what it looks like. Um, but I also know that if we're going to be at all invested in, in utilizing or engaging with TikTok, we also have to be extremely careful because it is the quickest thing that's going to make us go straight to addiction Mm. um, because of how powerful it is. And it'd be, I, I guess the best analogy I could think of is like in the ancient world, like some Christ followers had to work in industries or businesses where they could make a ton of money. And, the addiction could be, I could keep working for another day and make even more, but I'm yeah. going to trust and back off. And like, how do you stay on mission without just saying, I'm just going to sell my business and not have a business, you know? Yeah. And I don't know the exact answer to it. I'm just saying, I, 
there's a Sabbath is a tool that helps us stay healthy and unaddicted or free so that as we go into the world that is so full of addicting or tempting or dangerous things, we are operating from a place of freedom and not from a place of slavery. Mm-hmm. So that's like idealistic. I don't know, practically speaking, exactly where <laughs> yeah. that lands us, but that's kind of where I'm coming from. Yeah. What do you think? I feel like with this podcast, we're going into the world, like we're taking digital media, be it in podcast form or YouTube form or whatever. And we're, we're on mission. Yeah. Whenever we sit here and we do yeah. this thing. Um, the two hour sabbatical that I had was choosing to stop what I would normally do and how I would normally engage with digital media. It didn't mean like, you know, close my Instagram account. It it didn't mean stop forever, but it did mean intentionally pause, intentionally stop for that night and, and seek God. And the fruit of that is uh, the refreshing it gave to my spirit. It's the stories I could share with my kids and with all of you. It's the encouragement we can give to one another. Um, so many, so yeah. many things came from just stopping that thing, but it doesn't mean that that night I deleted YouTube from my <laughs> right. phone. Or, or, because you know? I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess my issues are unique yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, okay, so if we, if everybody says, all right, I'm in, we're going to take Sabbath, starting with no screen Saturday, what challenges can we anticipate? Like, what are we going to feel? What on no screen Saturday? Yeah. Like what are people going to feel who have never done this before? I I think there's already a level of anxiety. Yeah. Um, Mm. (laughs) there was, uh, two, two young adult men in my life had very different reactions that morning. There was my son saying, yes. And then another young adult I'm very close to, very close to our family who was like, we're going to do what? Wait, what? Like he was terrified (laughs) at the thought of no screens for 24 hours. What? And I'm like, just come to my house. Well, now he can't because we'll be driving home (laughs) from Chicago. You're on your own. Singing trumpet noises with their mouths. (laughs) I I think there's a level of anxiety that some people already have. Um, Or even the question of like, well, how legalistic does Barry really want us to get with that? Everybody's asking what you want us to do. It's like (laughs) a bunch of high school kids asking how far is too far. It's like, that's not, that's not the right question to be asking. Yeah, that's right. So Uh, anyway, those feelings are already out there. I do think. I would say to anyone listening, like if and when you do no screen Saturday, pay attention to your body. And I mean, there will be physical, physiological symptoms to not having your phone on. Like I'm going to, I'm going to plan on having my phone fully off, not even like checkable in the other room, but off. And that may be really hard, but when you, when you feel a buzz in your pocket and realize your phone's in the other room, you're like, oh, that's not good. My body is telling me that I'm getting notifications yeah. and my phone isn't even on. Like, or when you're mm. feeling that, like, like that little urge where you're just like, Oh, I got to check my phone. Nope. Can't. Nope. Or, Ooh, I wonder what's on. T- can't like yeah. that, that pay attention to that because it, I think that's the kind of thing that really shows you maybe go cut your own hair, cut your own hair, have adventures. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, I mean, pay attention to the positive because there yeah. may be by the end of the day, there may be that sense of relief, like I did it and I can finally go back to it tomorrow. But there may also be a sense of like, that was kind of nice. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and like pay attention to that. It shouldn't be four years or five years before you do it again. Yeah. yeah. If it's actually a positive thing. Um, so I would say pay attention to your body. Yeah. Okay. I, I will be with my family, thankfully, 
But as a mom, I would have a very hard time turning my phone off for 24 hours. In fact, I would not do it because my child was hit by a bus a couple of days yeah. ago <laughs> and I was notified through the phone. And yeah. so I think there's another dimension of how we use our technology. Sure. I would probably turn the ringer on and leave my phone in a different room, mm -hmm. you know, but like if there's an emergency, if a family member needed to get in touch with me. Sure. I'm, I'm going to yeah. answer the phone for my kid if they get hit by a bus. And for anyone, and I, I hear that, and I know my first reaction is like, well, it worked for us in the 80s, but we also had home phones. <laughs> That's right. Where like the police could call you. That's right. Yeah. So we don't have that, and so I, I hear you. I don't think ya. the exercise is about, hey, everyone, let's remember what life was like in the 80s. Right. That's not the heart of it. We all know the 80s was like utopia where there were no problems in the world. That's not no. the heart of it. And I think... I'm more interested in the stories of our people. I want to know what they did as a result of stopping. Yeah. What did you fill that time with? It isn't about the stopping. It's about what you do instead yes. of being addicted to this, being on that for hours. What did you replace that time with? Right. Was it family and community? Was it silence and solitude, prayer, worship? What was it? Right. I'm more interested in that. Me too. I feel like I was born for No Screen Saturday. What? Why? Just because, like, wait, wait, my favorite hobbies don't require digital experience. Like, my, my favorite hobbies don't require screens. Ah, uh, yeah, oh, like board like games. games. Yeah, board games, golf. I can't do either one of those things. My wife <laughs> has already told me we're not playing board games all day. So, uh, I'm with Lauren on that one. Yeah. All right. So, where are we going next? What What happens after that? Uh, so next weekend, we continue the series. We have two more weeks left. Uh, this next weekend is Likes Do Not Define You. And so we're going to talk about identity and specifically how, I mean, we're going to probably get into some social media stuff about how uh, the online world that we are in shapes so much of our self-image. We'll talk about especially young adults and young people who are being deeply shaped by whether or not people are looking at or liking their posts. We'll probably talk about the way that we're almost, it's almost inevitable that people are putting filters on their, their pictures of themselves to make themselves look more perfect and beautiful and all that stuff. And like, we'll go there and talk about that kind of stuff. Um, because I think scripture is inviting us to, to find our identity elsewhere. Yeah. That'd be good. I know a lot of people that struggle with all that so that I can't wait for that conversation. Um, all right. So we'll be back next week. Same time. And, uh, guys, friends of the pod, like subscribe YouTube. We're still, uh, we're still visually still happening, still happening on YouTube. We're changing the, the, the layout every week. So people who kind of notice the different changes, thanks for letting me know that you're noticing. We're, we're going <laughs> to, we're, we're dialing it in at each week and we're yeah. going to, we're going to get it to, uh, exactly how we want it to be. But, uh, yeah, we'll be ne back next week. So like subscribe, share it, tell your friends. Uh, but for now, Marin, will you please send us out? Sure thing. Do justly love mercy and walk humbly with your God. And we'll see you on the other side of Sunday. 